Hello, everybody. We are back for another episode of Our Roots and Tea, and we are here to today. We're actually going to explore our minds even deeper. We're talking about、uh, you know our mental approach, our intentions, our purpose, and how that all ties into our daily lives. And so today we'll be doing the organic chamomile tea. This is caffeine free. For those of you who are,、uh, you know, sensitive to caffeine, and we it, this today's conversation actually is perfect because we got the amazing guest here,、uh, Elson Mills. Thank you for coming on board. Absolutely, my pleasure. Cool, cool. And Elson here. I mean, he he's doing a lot of great stuff. He's you know in in this leadership program, which we'll we'll get into. Later on, and then he, you know, he's a financial advisor and all that as well.、Uh, but before we even dive into that, just to start off, I will probably ask Elson you like a some of a deeper question. So, what are some of your major struggles in life, and how did you overcome it? Ooh, wow, <laughs> that is that is starting off with a deep question. Yeah,、um, I'd say honestly, one of my biggest struggles in life was always—I、um, guess you can say—that、uh, I never felt like I was enough. Right? We、mm. we have in our society this kind of approval addiction where we think that we need to be a、uh, like everybody needs to like everything that we're doing.、Um, that we need to、uh, number one、um, when it comes down to approval, the only person that you really need approval from, in my personal perspective, is God and yourself. Right, so、um, that's kind of what it boiled down to. It took me a long time to kind of overcome that whole、uh, not enough、uh, feeling, and、uh, it really it's it's a very big hurdle to just kind of living out your purpose and being successful in life is when you can't really、uh, really understand yourself,、um, understand your value, and be comfortable enough with yourself and who you are to be able to help and affect others. So. That was probably the biggest struggle I've ever had, and it took a lot of time, a lot of personal growth,、um, a lot of mentorship for me to be able to get to the point where I am today, where I'm 100% comfortable with who I am, the value I bring, and I don't have to try to pretend to be anybody else. I know who I am. I, I know what my, you know, what what I give to to others and what I give to, you know, myself or whatever it might be, and then kind of go from there. That's interesting because you 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 had that small mention of you know. God, so religion plays a big part in it. You, you do, you feel like how 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 does that help you in terms of helping you overcome that believing in God? Okay, well,、um, I, my background, I, so I was born and raised、uh, in a church, so I'm Christian. Okay,、um, and I I'm I'm not necessarily the most like what we call legalistic Christian and everything <laughs> like that.、Uh, I, I am a hundred percent like I understand the dynamic of church and what it was created for. I understand that you need to have a personal relationship with God,、um, and I absolutely do.、Um, and、uh, that's the shirt I'm wearing. Actually, is called Boss. It stands for Building on Spiritual Su- Substance.、Mm. Uh, it was a, a a church or Christian leadership and、uh, like mental toughness and spirituality and business coaching program that I teach in. But、um, it, it plays a—I mean—that's the, the main, the main reason why I grew was because at the end of the day, when you get more connected to your source, more connected to God, understanding why He created you in the first place,、um, it makes you a lot simpler knowing that the person—you know—there's someone out there that created you to be the person you are. So you don't necessarily have to worry about you know、uh, what everybody else says about it because you were created for a purpose and you can walk out in that purpose and feel completely comfortable doing so with the gifts. The talents and all those things that you already have. 
Oh, wow. Uh, actually, I do want to follow up on, on, on the boss. So, I mean, okay. how, how is that different from, from any other programs or any other, I guess you can say, Christian churches or whatever? Well, BOSS was a, is a program started by a couple named Alan Hattie Hollingsworth. Uh, they're entrepreneurs. And okay. what they felt was at the end of the day, um, the Christianity doesn't just have to be from person to person. You can actually live out that same lifestyle and business mm. um, and entrepreneurship and things like that. So it's a, it's a program specifically designed for you to help develop and understand what your purpose is, get kind of closer to understanding the differences between what success and failure really mean. Um, and being able to be comfortable enough in that purpose to actually walk it out and know that you have um, a divine purpose in order to do so. So that's what really um, stands it out. Like there's most people think in life success is about like there's there's two different paths. You can either go and be successful in life or you can be a failure. But the people that who really understand what success means means that you know that failure is a natural obstacle to success. Yeah. You have to go through failure to yeah. get to the other side. So teaching simple things like that, other, I mean, there's obviously more complicated topics when it comes down to it, but keep it, teaching, teaching just the simple things is important. And we actually, uh, the, the program is designed for youth. So um, mm. it's designed for children um, and teenagers primarily. And then they have separate classes and things like that for adults. But um, it's really cool when you're molding young people to be able to help under, them understand kind of their purpose and, and having that confidence, what we call God confidence, and then walking it out without having to worry about what anybody else thinks about what they're doing. Okay. And when you're, you know, when you're part of this program, you know, you're involved with the teens, the, the, the younger generation for you, like, how, how are you, how are you like working with them to f try to find their purpose? Like, what are you teaching them? Is it like the same teachings of, you know, the core concepts of boss or, or you're doing something different? Well, I mean, every teaching in boss is from the Bible, but um, at the end of the day, it's a, it's actually a 20 week course and they oh, only wow. meet tra traditionally on Sundays right now with the, the pandemic and everybody on quarantine, yeah. we're not necessarily doing it at the moment, but um, every single week we build off of the previous week. And the ultimate goal is they, they do things like develop a, vi a vision board and learn how to present that vision to, to the rest of the group. Um, and everything like that. So they can kind of really crystallize what they're doing. But I mean, at, there's a lot of different things that we teach, um, whether it is what's called presupposition, basically, whatever the heart embraces as true, the mind will support it, right? So huh. whatever you kind of have in your heart, your, your mind is going to automatically start trying to move things towards those things that you're looking for. And ultimately, in our in our um, in just in life in general, and how people think we usually think a certain way and makes us feel a certain way. And then we act on those feelings. But if you really want to be able to get to where you want to go, it's the opposite. You need to think a certain way and let um, kind of biblical teaching uh, guide your thoughts as far as doing the right thing. And then um, focus on acting according, and then the feelings will come from that. So it's basically acting your way into a feeling instead of feeling your way into an action. So simple things like that, like, you know, uh, you might wake up in the morning and not feel like going to work out, but you know, working out is good for you. So you do it anyway. And after you work out, you typically feel good about the fact that you did it. So that's a very practical application to that specific teaching. But those are some of the, the concepts mm -hmm. that we teach at the end of the day. Okay. So it almost sounds like it's more, you, you never want to look at the results. You know, you never, you kind of just kind of go with the flow of things. And then it, like what you said, act accordingly, because usually that will result in something good. Right. Yeah. Sense. So 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, in our life, there's there's some things that happen that we absolutely can't control. Like even yeah. with 2020, the, the whole quarantine and everything, that average person has no control over that whole dynamic and what it's done to society, uh, yeah. society, but you can control your actions and you can't, you can't control your attitude and you can control your activity. So those are the two things you can control, how you see things and what you do based off of what's going on. So those, that's basically, yeah, where, where I'm, where I'm going with that and what we're referring to. So you can kind of hit the nail on the head, hundred percent. That's a, that's actually a little bit of a kind of like a stoic philosophy uh, concepts, <laughs> if you think about it, actually, kind of, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it is like kind of how you react to it and and to the, the decisions you make, you know, and then mm-hmm. and everything else is sort of just kind of let it fall into place in, in some sense. Yeah, I mean, typically that's kind of what happens, right? When you're when you're focused on certain things, uh, you end up kind of attracting more of it. And then um, at the end of the day, like you can only really focus on the things that you can control. And in our life, really, the only things we can control is what we do and how we think about and how we feel about what we do. Okay. And, and let me ask you this. So after, I don't know if this ever had happened to you. Like, let's say someone after the pro, after they have gone through the program, have they maybe like later on in the future comes comes back to you and say like, hey, Elson, you know, this isn't hasn't been really working. Like I'm still feeling frustrated. Like I'm not like because you know how naturally we always want to look, we feel like, oh, if we put in a lot of work, but we're not getting any results. We tend to, you know, either give up or be frustrated, right? Be depressed about mm-hmm. it. So do you have ever have someone come back to, to you to tell you tell you something like that? And <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of curious, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, for, for boss specifically, yeah, that happens. Uh, that happens. And then even for, okay. for me being in business, that, that happens all the time, right? So uh, everybody wants, we, we, we kind of live in this microwave society. Yes. We, we judge our results based off of our time period yeah. rather than based on the time period where it's actually supposed to happen. So there's really two different perspectives when it comes to that. Number one is, is, are the actions that you're taking specifically the, for the purpose that you're supposed to have in life? If not, then there will be natural things that come in the way to try to derail that. Um, and you'll probably end up getting guided to where you're supposed to go. So maybe you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, number one. Or number two is you just haven't done what you're doing long enough to, for it to actually work yet, right? So there, there's really two different perspectives and you really need to understand um, the differences between the two. And it usually comes down to kind of that, what we call gut feeling that you have about mm-hmm. some of the things that you're doing. You typically know if you're kind of in alignment with where you're supposed to go um, and where you're not supposed to go when it comes down to it. At the end of the day, you, just, you have a choice to go wherever you want to. Sure. But traditionally, um, there's, there's a little less resistance when you're kind of on the path that you're really supposed to be going on. And I mean, how, how can you really tell like when to kind of give, not, I wouldn't say give up, but tend to like change your purpose, right? Because now some, cause sometimes like, you know, when you're at doing something, you don't want to give up too early. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. like, what you, like what you said, right. maybe you haven't done it long enough, but at what point can you tell yourself, like, I don't know, I've done this. I feel like I've done this long enough and there's not much progress. Like I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm just curious about your, your point of view on that. So there's, there's a concept that in boss we teach called reality demands confirmation. When you reality know demands. where you're, it's confirmation. So when you know you're on the right track, when you know you're on the right purpose, there's confirmation that you are right. So 
um, you'll, you'll typically know that you are. For me, my confirmation is interestingly enough. Well, number one, I'll go back to it. For me, it's prayer, right? So kind of being able to, at the end of the day, and, and I know I, I've listened to a lot of your um, other podcasts and the guests that you have on and everything like that. Prayer for, for me, obviously, is direct communication with God. But for some people, it's meditation. For some people, yeah. it's looking at energy, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, you kind of, you can know where it is without being a Christian or whatever it might be. But in uh, in this specific situation, I get confirmation when I pray about it. I usually get confirmation mm. within one or two days. And it comes from a couple of sources. It might even become from a, a book I'm reading. It might come from an, an other person just messaging me or calling me or me just running into them and having a conversation about that exact topic that I was thinking about and they brought it up. So like you, you'll get confirmation on the things that you're supposed to be doing and not necessarily supposed to be doing. And when I say supposed to, it's just meaning that you're kind of in alignment with where you're, where you're, you're designed to be going or as far as what you were created to do. Um, but there is a fine line. I'm a very, uh, what's the word strong-willed person i believe in positive affirmation that negative so i'm not going to say stubborn i'm gonna say strong-willed yeah. i've been in my industry as far as the financial industry for yeah. eight years and mm -hmm. for probably six out of those eight i honestly didn't have the results that i wanted not even close mm -hmm. but i was confirmed that i knew i was supposed to be there so i knew sooner or later that it was supposed to hit how it was supposed to and i was supposed to be doing it right so that's kind of number one you, you really get confirmation to know that um, I'm also a firm believer, especially if you already have confirmation, doesn't have, matter how difficult it is. All of those challenges are training you to become the person you need to be to be um, successful in that specific purpose. Um, at the end of the day, success isn't a destination. It's more of a journey. Like many people forget to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. So I've enjoyed the downs in my life just as much as I've enjoyed the ups because they train me to be the person I am today to help other people get to where they want to go. Cause that's ultimately what my purpose is, is to help other people determine what theirs is and lead them to help get it. So, um, that type of dynamic, if I didn't go through all the things I went through, then they wouldn't be, I, they wouldn't be able to benefit from my personal experience. Um, so they don't necessarily make the same mistakes, but also, uh, because again, there's always different perspectives. Also, I'm definitely, a, if plan A is not working, mm -hmm. I don't go to plan B. I go to plan A1, A2, A3, A4, oh. A5, A6, because plan A is going to work sooner or later, but there's different approaches to be able to get to that ultimate result. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. So, so it almost sounds like for you, confirmation is kind of like a really divine thing where just kind of somehow the universe sort of works in that mysterious way. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, when you have, when you, and, and these are from books, even like from thinking grow rich and things like that, when you have, and you make a decision and you decide to do something and you put action and intention behind it, the universe <laughs> transpires to make sure it happens. So, right. So even books like, what is that? Um, uh, the Alchemist uh, with Paolo mm. Coelho, like the, those types of books are, are yeah. books that I absolutely love because they talk about pretty much that same topic. So a hundred percent. So, I mean, divine or not, at the end of the day, you still have a choice and whatever choice you choose, you can make it happen. I just say there's a little bit less resistance when it comes to things that are more in the divine purpose category. Right, right. Okay. Um, and actually just to backtrack a little bit because you know you you mentioned about helping other people and then I you know I actually saw on your Facebook too that you you know you mentioned that helping others is the key to helping yourself mm -hmm. and I, I like that actually I, I really love that 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 mental approach and so the question is why do you believe 
that's the case. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you look, just look at the world around us. Like we're, as far as people is concerned, we're the only species that are able to think, act and do what we do, right? Mm. Um, but independently, we can't necessarily function. Um, it's not, it's only oh. when you kind of come together. Like I can't even buy something on Amazon to get shipped to my house in our current society without other people, right? Yeah. So yeah. If, if, at the end of the day, we have to be able to do that just to be able to function as a society for us to be quote unquote successful, just living our lives. So, I mean, with that perspective, it only makes sense for us to be able to help other people be the best version of themselves they can be, because ultimately that means their whole society in general becomes better, including your own personal life. Right, well, it's funny you say that because with the technology, you know, advancing there, you know, they're talking about creating all these AI, which like, they don't need people to supposedly help you. So even Amazon delivery, they were talking about having a drone, right? But then you're thinking like, well, someone needs to control the drone too. So exactly, exactly. Uh, so, Cause that's never going to change at the end of the day. Like even in my industry, the financial industry, it's, it's about, for me, I can't get paid in my industry unless I help somebody else get their financial situation together. So it kind of goes back to that. And I am more of a leadership position in my firm. So I train a lot of the new agents that are, and I'm a broker, which means I have a lot of agents that work with me and everything like that, yeah. that I've trained. It, every time they become successful and help a client, they get paid, but I also get paid. So it's literally my whole life business-wise um, is designed around helping other people become successful in their own situation, specifically to finance. So um, that, that was probably part of what I was referring to, but just the ultimate um, rule is, uh, I mean, you help another, enough people get what they want, you'll ultimately get what you want because it's you providing value to others as well. The more valuable you are typically in our current society, the more, number one, the more money you make, the more time you typically have because you're providing value to others. Okay, I see. So you you basically kind of turn it like what you said, I guess the opposite, right? Because you so many people think about how much money they can make first before mm -hmm. providing value or helping others. Okay, I see what you mean. That's just yeah, because you can't make like you think about any any actual business model. If you're not benefiting society overall, typically your business isn't going to flourish. So mm. you have to think about your target market and the people that you're affecting and helping before you start thinking about the money that's going to come resulting that resulting from it because I, I think that the meme is silly but it's accurate when you look at the numbers like if you uh if you made one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a day every day um from the day that jesus was born to now you still wouldn't be as rich as jeff bezos but which, <laughs> i've done the math and it's actually accurate which is insane to me one hundred eighty thousand dollars a day but um but at the same time he's he's changed literally the sure. way that we shop and function in our lives and 2020 only uh expanded that and made it faster so ultimately he's provided a lot of value therefore he is sure. the if right now well, as of right now he's the richest man in the world because elon musk was for a second and now he's not yeah. anymore that's just the dynamic but yeah um so those are that's it's a direct reflection of the, the value he's given to the marketplace yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree with you that what he does does change people, um, you know, the society and people's lives. But at the same time, it's funny because I had this conversation before with another friend of mine where for me, I guess it's a little bit of like a mixed bag a little bit because Jeff Bezos, like what he did was, I think it's great. I appreciate it. But at the same time, to get to his level and, and his wealth. I mean, he, he kind of had to also exploit like the lower people, you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. so there's a little bit of a mix of like, 
yeah, he's helping, sort of helping, but he's also sort of not, right? You know what I mean? Right. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, when it comes to people like uh, that that have that much wealth and that company has gotten that big, yeah, it, it opens up a huge can of worms, right? So a hundred percent, like you, th- I think about all of the people now that the only option they have is to work at the Amazon warehouse. Yeah, you can think about it two different ways. You can think about it as at least he's providing jobs, but at the same time, the pay isn't really enough to even for them yeah. to live. So yeah, is you know so the, yeah. so yeah, can you pay them more? Sure, should you probably. Yeah. Um, so I can't necessarily judge that. That's for him and the, on the business side sure. or whatever. But like sure. you said, a hundred percent, it really is a mixed bag because he's putting a, he's put a ton of brick and mortar companies completely yeah. out of business as yeah. well. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like so there's there's a, a positive aspect to it and there's a negative aspect. To sure. it. I think majority of things in life are like that. But I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about both. I, I can't mm-hmm. like is my aspiration to be as wealthy as him sometime. Yes and no. Um, I don't necessarily want to hoard wealth in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. be able to do what I can to give it back. Because if I have what I need and I have the freedom and the time to do all the things that I want to do, why shouldn't I help other people do the same? So that's my perspective. Um, but not everybody has that same one. I respect their perspective, even if I don't agree with it. Okay. Well, let's say you do become as rich as him. What what would be some of the things you do? I mean, would it be like charity work, a lot of charity work or, or something specific? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a tither when it comes down to church. So uh, 10% uh, would be really cool uh, as far as being multi, multi millions of dollars to get 10%. Um, that to me is really cool. But at the same time, uh, yes, charity work. I, I, Me and my wife, we, we've talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. but not a ton. So would I want some of the finer things in life? Absolutely. Do we plan right. on owning an island someday in the South Pacific? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> right. But at the same time, if I can have a retreat where I can do more of a, 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 a annual boss retreat where I have kids come out and and just go to the um the resort and everything like that and we do a lot of things for their growth and everything on an annual basis using the island for that that's cool for me uh, there's there's probably I uh, we've talked uh, I'm not a huge fan of our traditional education system I have two kids they're young mm-hmm. and they will probably be homeschooled I call it world school so the goal is they <laughs> talk about ancient Rome one week and next week we just go I mean, they can actually experience for themselves. Mm. I think life doesn't need to be lived or learned about in a book. You need to be experienced. Um, so being able to help other kids do that, like my kids did, would be great. But also opening up potential schools that teach things a little differently than the traditional system are things that I want to do. Like I was a teacher before I worked mm. in the financial industry. So mm. being able to transform our current education system, while it's a lofty goal, I think that's something with enough uh, wealth, enough influence, and enough connectivity that can actually be done. So those are probably be things that I think about. Um, I can't do everything. Uh, sure. It's not necessarily my purpose or my place to do everything, but I can be in position to help a lot of people get exactly what they need using that wealth and that influence to be able okay. to do so. So those are some of the things sure. uh, that I would love to do. Um, and typically okay. what happens is the more you do for others, the more you get back. So that probably would just bring in more wealth which I'm completely okay with. Sure. Um, and that's not the purpose of it. But yeah. I mean, if that's, if that's a circumstance from it, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to like complain about it. Okay. And oh, that's actually interesting. I didn't know you were a teacher before. Um, mm-hmm. So at, when, when was that shift from being teacher to all of a sudden financial, you know, I'm curious. <laughs> 
so my shift it was a uh, it was a uh, it was more of that whole I was ready for it type of thing. But I mean, primary to being a teacher, I was actually an entrepreneur. So I mean, I'm okay. in my 30s right now. I've done a lot. I was a business consultant. I used to help people open and start businesses mm-hmm. from scratch. Mm-hmm. That's actually how me and um, I think we have a mutual friend named Joel. Uh, yeah. That yeah. He um, we started having very good conversations. It was always about business and about life yeah. and about personal growth and that yeah. kind of stuff. But my uh, when the, the market tanked, when the recession hit, my business went under because people weren't really opening businesses. And I mm-hmm. got presented with an opportunity to be a teacher initially, PE teacher at a charter middle school on a part time basis. And I just fell in love with imparting stuff into the kids. So I did it full time for a couple of years. But ultimately, honestly, my goal is to have a lifestyle that most people dream about and to be able to have the time to use it. And I've never seen a PE teacher do that in my life. So I knew <laughs> that that wasn't the career path that was going to get right. me there. Yeah. But I'm appreciative of it because it imparted me the, the, want, the wantingness and the willingness to be able to impart things to our youth. So I don't believe that anything that we get, uh, anything that we end up doing, like coincidentally, even though there's no really such thing as coincidence, everything happens for a reason, um, and our lives are, de- are designed to be able to kind of align with that purpose anyway. So uh, now I teach, obviously, leadership, mentorship, and spirituality to youth because of my experience with middle school and high school kids back when I was working as a teacher. At the end of the day, I also teach adults financial literacy and all that good stuff. Now, I actually got introduced to my firm that I'm working with, just helping somebody out because they started Uh working in the industry and they were going through a training process. Yeah. And I was 27. I was single, no kids. And that was the first time I grew up in South LA. Like that's not Mm -hmm. any, no, you don't teach. Well, number one, this is another reason why we talk about revamping the education system. They don't teach financial literacy in school. Oh, Um, that's by design, by the way, but that needs to change. Right. So, um, yeah. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of people, middle class um, and everything that don't know anything about money, financial literacy. So somebody actually bothered to spend their time an hour and a half teaching me about money. And I thought it was so valuable. And I, I knew a ton of people that could benefit. And I knew a little bit about the financial industry. I know you can make a whole lot of money and help a whole lot of people. So I thought that was a no brainer for me to get into the industry. So I just asked the individual that was training my friend, if I could start working in the company too, he said, yes, he trained me and the rest is history. So um, that was kind of just a decision I made that I knew it was a path that could help me get to my ultimate goal. And what I found out is I can impart all of the things I'm talking to you about to not only uh, people I'm sitting across with on the financial side, um, and just because I try to impart as much as I can, but also all of the new agents and the new, the, the new people I train as far as being a broker, I can teach them how to become successful in life in general and in business and also help them help other people. So it kind of aligns everything with my purpose. And that was kind of what, I mean, it usually always works that way. And I've just found a place that works that way for me. Now, I wouldn't say that it was all like, you know, sunshine and rainbows getting there because that's not how it's supposed to be. But it was really rewarding. um, And it still obviously is really rewarding to get to the point where you can impart a lot of different things with a lot of different people and use kind of your skill set to do that in a lot of different ways. Okay. And this is what your purpose was, basically. That's Mm -hmm. how you found it. Okay, great. Wow. That's that's a pretty it's like almost like a success story in a way right (laughs) well I mean success is relative I I would definitely say I'm on the verge of having that success success I want in life but um I wouldn't obviously say that I'm there yet but uh, I mean when it when other people's perspectives would say I'm successful so I'm grateful for it I'm appreciative of it but there's definitely more work to be done sure okay but 
I know the thing is that like it, it sounds like being a PE teacher does it sounds like it's kind of fun too right in a way I mean it, it was in a way like yes PE teacher every day was a workout so that was fun right um right. the fact that I get to impart certain things to the kids and I wasn't the PE teacher that just yelled stuff I did everything they did I did like I was oh. 27 I was young I was athletic I absolutely loved it I would rather you know spend my the recess time and the lunch time out playing basketball with the kids and sitting around talking to the teachers that was me Right. Because at the end of the day, one of, well, I mean, so yes, I, in an ideal world, PE teacher, super fun. I was also a coach. I loved it. Cool. Um, the discipline and, you know, playmaking, that yeah. kind of stuff. But on the other side of it, there is the, the pay and the politics when it comes mm. to education. And I wasn't a fan of either one of those, which is primarily why I spent most of the time with the kids and not with the teachers or administrators. So I literally just kind of stayed in my lane, <laughs> as it were. And, and that was pretty much it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the education system, yeah, I have a lot about a whole mm-hmm. different subject matter, which right. can lead it for next time around. But, um, uh, but you know, at the very least, like you were doing something, like being a teacher, doing something that were help, you're still helping other people, right? I mean, you're still teaching. So which is kind of still along the same lines of that purpose that you you had in the beginning, which is helping other people, you know? Yeah. So, so it kind of all falls into place in a, in a way for you. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. Um, one of the things I have learned over my years, whether it's teaching and the financial industry leadership is at the end of the day, I can only help people who want to be helped. Right. Right. Um, I have learned that like, sometimes you want something more than that person wants it for themselves. And you see some things in them that, you know, they need to improve, um, to be able to reach their goals. But if they're not willing to do that, I can't necessarily help them do it. I can steer them in the right direction. But you personally, as the person being taught, have to take the steps in order to get there. And I'm completely at this point in my career, okay with people deciding not to, mm-hmm. because there's more than enough people that are deciding that they will. Okay. And are you, are you able to tell like if someone has like bad intentions or, or when you're trying to help them, you know, or, or it's like, you know, um, I didn't use, I wasn't used to be able to tell right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me now, it's very apparent when that Mm. happens. Um, And and it's interestingly enough, God is kind of, uh, one of the things I know about life in general, when you're kind of going with your purpose and things like that, is God will kind of steer the way for you. I've had people to come into business, uh, like if I'm training them and they're agents and, and disguise all that stuff initially, and they seem like amazing people. And then all of a sudden something will happen where either they expose themselves or they kind of filter themselves out of business. Mm. And usually the second they do, my uh, everything explodes in my business. Everything goes great. I think it's a, a bad thing that happens initially, but it's just God protecting uh, myself, my family and the people I'm sitting across from because he kind of filters them out. So um, I usually just kind of rely on that. And number one, and my wife is very much a discerning person. So she's much better at that than me. And we work mm. together. Mm. So she usually filters them out for me. So I can focus kind of on the main thing, which is training and helping people. Um, but yeah, I didn't used to be that good about that. Cause I, at the, at that time I was just trying to get everything going. I wanted to sit down with anybody and help anybody and train yeah. anybody, yeah. but you know, that <laughs> that comes with anybody coming in that you're training and that's just not necessarily the best thing, especially like you said, if they don't necessarily have the greatest of intentions, yeah. but at this yeah. point in my career, it's pretty, pretty simple to differ- differentiate those people and they kind of filter themselves out, which I appreciate. 
Okay. And um, I actually do want to ask a, a couple more questions about the leadership program is that, um, you know, you, you did mention it's 20 weeks. Is it all held in like LA? Like what's the, the information about it? So, I mean, as far as boss overall, it's an international program. Okay. Um, so basically they have trainers that come out and train different churches and groups um, or just schools or whatever it might be, if they're open to it, to teach uh, different teachers or consultants or wherever it might be, or just volunteers, the program and how to be able to teach it. They have manuals, they do a training that you go to and all this other stuff for you to be able to understand what you're doing. Um, and then you can implement the program in your specific location. So for us, it's primarily at my church in Southern California that I go to that we teach there, but they have the programs literally everywhere. I actually remember as a child, I didn't even know it was a program as a child at the church I went to as a kid, they had the program. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies about, you know, boss. And then um, he was like, you know, I went through that as a kid at our church. Right. And I was like, no, I didn't even know. They had that there. So. <laughs> It's been around for a while, since like the 80s, okay, um, wow. and it still is kind of going to this day. So um, it just, it lined, it aligns so much with our goals and, you know, the mission that I personally had. I just thought it was a no-brainer um, to be able to kind of do it. And honestly, and that's one of the things about kind of God uh, putting you in position to get to where you want to go. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a long story, but I was actually being it's okay. mentored by, yeah, I was being mentored by somebody at the church. He was just helping me. Um, in my spiritual walk and my business walk um, and uh, just personal growth in general. And by the way, so for notes to people listening, if your goal is to get somewhere in life, have a mentor to teach you some stuff, it's probably a really good idea. It helps you learn things a lot faster and overcome things that you didn't have to do on your own because you can benefit from their experience. But um, it was one day where he was very intuitive. He was kind of in touch with, you know, where his purpose and everything like that. Uh, we had a conversation one day and then he called me um, and he wanted me to get to the church early at like 6 a.m. before and it started at nine to help wow. him with some stuff because he was bogged down that day. It mm -hmm. was total nonsense. He wasn't bogged down. At that. <laughs> but he had me follow him around because he was he ran the, the church bookstore. He ran all the church businesses because the church is relatively large and it does have several businesses and things like that. But he also was the um, coordinator for the boss program. Mm. So at that time, the boss program started. And he had me go into the class and I see a bunch of kids standing up, speaking like life into themselves and into their goals and their dreams and all this stuff. And I thought it was really cool. So he was like, hey, he, he had me there. He was like, hey, um, the director, his name was uh, uh, Earl. He, he introduced me to the director of the program at the church. And he said, hey, this is Elson. Um, I, I uh, want him to hear a, bit, a little bit about what you guys do. And he said, Elson, I need to go check on some stuff. I'll be right back. He left me there for an hour and a half. He oh, didn't wow. need to be right back. He wanted me there for a reason. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it was cool experience. And then honestly, I thought it was cool. Six months later, nothing happened. I was on, it was at a point in my life where I was just really frustrated because I was trying to really figure out where I was supposed to go, what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Business wasn't working out. I was still in the same career. And I was literally crying one day in my car on the way home. And I was praying and I was like, God, wherever you want me to go, I will go. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. I kid you not, within 30 seconds of me saying that, I got a message from that director, Earl, saying, hey, hey boss is coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I wanted to check in with you. You seem like a really good person. Do you want to be a coach with me? And I, I was like a no-brainer. I was like, well, thank you, duh. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that I know about um, spiritual growth, about mentorship, about leadership, about success, 
was all a function of me learning that program to teach others. And now I can teach the same thing. So yeah, I, I'm 100% um, a believer in nothing happens by coincidence um, that you know you can align with your purpose, you can walk in it. And uh, it was cool to be in that position and know that, that is the end result where I am now was 100% of small little things like that that kind of helped get me to where I wanted to go. Or needed to go rather. Oh, that's no, that's a great story because it always feels like it always feels like what like Karate Kid, where like they're just teaching the yeah, like that, right? Right. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's I mean that's how it goes sometimes when you're really connected and you're really ready. Like when they always say when the when the um, student is ready, the teacher appears, right? And that was the Mm. point. I was ready. And I was ready to learn. I was ready to grow. And sometimes there's in our life, you can, it's two different ways that you can change, right? It's either by a decision to change, which takes discipline and habits, or it's by um, you getting in a position where stuff sucks in your life so bad and you've got so much pain from it and so much frustration for it. You don't have a choice but to change. Mm. The first one is the better one, making a decision, but it's harder for most people. Most people need to get to their bottom, their lowest, like I was in order to actually change something. But if people were to actually make a decision to do it, it's a lot easier, it's a lot faster. It takes a lot more work from you because you have to have discipline and really good habits. But ultimately you don't have to go through all of the bad nonsense that most people do in order to change and get to where they wanna go. Oh, that's great. I, I, I love that kind of progress or growth that, that you have in you. And so from all the stuff that you've learned and you've gone through, so now, fast forward to now present day you know what what are some of your good habits that you have that you have developed well um i will say that i i am very much a schedule person i literally live my entire life by a schedule i know when we were in communication on what day to do it i had to look at my calendar i penciled in here and and they're already like not penciled i use a google calendar but literally everything in my life is scheduled the Mm. day the night before i'll look at what's on the schedule the day of, I will make sure everything is confirmed on the schedule. And then that day, I run my schedule. So, for example, every day I get woken up by my two-year-old at like 6 a.m. when he's ready to, to wake up and so I can let my wife and my newborn son sleep some more. Mm-hmm. So we go in the room. Um, we watch a little bit of some educational shows. I give him his multivitamins. I make him breakfast. I make sure he eats it. I change him or whatever it is. We're trying to do potty training. So that's a mission in itself. Um, but, uh, so then I do that. I run the appointments with the clientele and the agents that I have that day. I make sure I uh, put in some, uh, actually I, I skip one. I, I take a walk to the local park mm. to mm. kind of clear my head every single morning. I listen, oh, listen to some worship music. Um, I, I live at the base of the mountain. So it's just a beautiful view, that kind of thing. I get back, I get dressed, I run my appointments, I run my calendar and, um, I spend some time with the family at night. I uh, then rinse and repeat and do the next, the, the same thing the next day. Mm-hmm. I live, literally live my entire life by a schedule, right? So it makes it a lot easier because now you have the discipline and the scheduling in place to have that discipline. So that's, that's number one. Number two, I, I make sure that I live my life grateful. I do a lot of gratitude. And, and oh, one great. of the people you talked to uh, and did an interview with that I just heard the podcast earlier was talking about waking up and doing gratitude, no matter what's going oh, on, yeah. there are things that you can be grateful for. And that is a really good way to shape your mentality around life, right? So gratitude is something else important. I believe that things don't happen to you, they happen for yeah. you. So um, the mental habits about being mentally tough is something else I developed. I became a reader, um, leaders are readers at the end of the day. So I used to 
read a ton of personal development books. I've mm -hmm. determined that they all pretty much say the same thing, but <laughs> the reason why they all exist, because I mean, success honestly is not difficult. It's not complicated. It's actually really simple. And mm -hmm. they're all saying the same version of something, uh, the same, the different version of the same thing, mm -hmm. but it doesn't always reach people the same way. Everybody yeah. kind of gets something different, but yeah. I don't do as much reading because I used to do way more reading than working. Um, mm. And action is the ultimate, like applied knowledge is power. Yeah. Knowledge by itself and information doesn't mean anything. So um, now I do a lot more working and action for personal growth rather than reading because I've read everything already. Yeah. But I do read occasionally to, to kind of keep my mind sharp and stuff like that. So those are some of the, um, I guess, habits that I have that uh, help me become the person I am today and continue to grow going forward. Great. No, yeah, I, I agree with you that, you know, sometimes consuming too much might actually be, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's like, it, it's almost like counterproductive sometimes. <laughs> weird, right? It's like a backwards yep. law type of deal, you know? Yep. Yeah. And so I agree with you on that. And, um, and that's great that you've de developed this consistency in this discipline, this, this mental habit. And um, and actually to backtrack on, on one for first of your point, because um, you mentioned that you take walks every morning, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, whether you listen to music or, or, or just walk around in silence. Uh, what, what are some of the, the thoughts that come into your head when you're going on these walks? Well, I, I mean, honestly, the point is to get the thoughts out of my head. Oh, right? okay. So, I mean, when you're, when you're really trying to, or working to walk out your purpose, clarity is extremely important. Okay. And in, in our lives every single day, there's so much stuff that comes in and out um, with whether it's looking at Instagram or your email, the yeah. text messages I get yeah. from people in the team or putting out yeah. fires or yeah. helping clients with questions or family yeah. stuff, whatever it might be. Yeah. It is literally my time throughout the day where it's just me and God. Yeah. Um, and I literally just walk, I pray a little bit. I just focus on the music that's in my ears or the personal development podcast that I'm listening to or whatever it might be. And it provides a lot of clarity for me. Um, and I, it, it gives me what I need to make sure I give everything I have throughout that day and stay focused on the main thing. So, yeah, I mean, and sometimes it's something I'm searching for, whether I need some clarity on something, those are my times where I usually receive the clarity and the moments of more silence. Like I have air, I mean, noise canceling earphones mm. or whatever it might be. I literally hear nothing but what's going on in my ears or nothing at all. Mm. And that's not a bad, not a bad place to be because you typically, especially if your mindset is a certain way, you typically get the clarity that you need in a time where everything's peaceful and silent, not when everything's noisy and a whole lot of stuff going around. Like I right. live in a house with a wife and two kids and the, my two kids are two and under. Like it's insane a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And now that I'm doing business 100% from home, that's just the space that I'm yeah. in, right? So yeah. you have to find ways and times to be able to do that. You know, no, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's, just, that's the part where it's like easier said than done, right? Because, <laughs> you know, trying to block out all the noise, like what you said, in today's digital age is just really tough, you know? Um, mm -hmm not just like Instagram email, you know, all that stuff. Right. And, and I think that's where the difficult part where, you know, for you, it's kind of hard to really gain clarity sometimes because your, your mind's always running sometimes. Right. I mean, sure. you know, pe people's mind, uh, that's just nat naturally, that's just how the mind is because the mind is almost like working by itself, you know? Um, yes. 
Interesting. Yes and no. So I, I used to be the type of person where it was in high school, college, even out of college, where my mind would race 24 seven, like mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep, my mind just kept going, I couldn't control it. Mm -hmm. It would go from thought to thought to thought mm -hmm. to thought. What I found was when you really start um, like accepting who you are, the gifts that you have and mm -hmm. kind of being at peace with it, mm -hmm. your mind quiets a lot. So oh. I, I, I am very, <laughs> my wife will tell you if you ask her, my mind is blank a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I am very grateful for it. I, I keep everything really simple. Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I don't put a whole lot of things in there. And that's one of the reasons why I stick with my schedule and I stick with my calendar. So I can delegate the things that don't necessarily align with what specific purpose I have and my specific gifts and delegate to those people that do have that stuff so I can keep the main thing the main thing, which helps me not necessarily have to go through that anymore. Like I, uh, the biggest, one of the biggest fallacies in our life when it comes down to success is that you need to get uh, really, really good at the stuff that you're weak at. If you were designed to get really good at the stuff that you're weak at, you would have been strong at it. And like, you would have been created to be strong at it. I mm. improve the things that I'm strong at to get stronger mm. because like, let's say for example, my, my leadership, me being able to lead people, I'm a natural leader, which I am, which I'm grateful for yeah. is already at a level seven before I ever start that yeah. I can bump up three levels to get mm. to a level nine or 10. But if my empathy is like at a one and a half, yes. Do I need to improve empathy? Yes. But is my goal to get empathy to a level 10? No, my goal is to get mm -hmm. empathy to a level four and yeah. I'm good to go. So mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what you're really supposed to focus on. And uh -huh. once you do that, it makes things so much easier. I would rather focus on one or two things I'm really good at and master those things and be better than anybody else that um, in those specific spaces and not to be better than those, but just to maximize my value than try to be the most empathetic person in the world because that's just not going to happen. Has it improved? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it is not going to get to my wife's empathy True. level is like yeah. at a thousand. Like I'm not, I'm not trying yeah. to get there yeah. so that it helps. Right. So those types of things help me and help me understand that I don't have to kind of bog down my brain with everything going on. A couple of things I don't focus on. Like I don't watch the news. Why? Mm. Just a bunch of nonsense that yeah. is just going to bog down my brain. There's no point in watching the news at all. Um, I know what's going on or in my surroundings because I can read articles and choose to read articles and things like that on a daily basis. And obviously I'm in the financial industry. I have to get connected. So yes, I know what happened with GameStop or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Silly. But <laughs> so I know what's going on. But yeah. at the same time, I don't have time to do things that are going to bog down my brain with information that's not going to help me towards my goals, period. It, it, and it's actually interesting that you mentioned about how it's a, a, a fallacy, right? And mm -hmm. and it's true, but it's true, but it's so it's so strange that people still continuously tell you like, oh, you know, you should like what you said, work on your weaknesses, right? Oh, you you should go learn a new skill. You should do you know do all this because it's like supposedly advantage for you. So why do you think that's the case? You know? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm in entrepreneurship, right? So it's the case because that's, <laughs> I, I have a very specific perspective oh, on okay. the, the, the traditional, um, our work environment, right? Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm a definite believer in you're either going to work to build your dreams or you're going to work for somebody else to help you help them build theirs, sure. right? And most people are in that point to where their goal and their value is based off of the job and the title that they get mm. rather than what impact they actually make. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, in our society now, and this is one of the things, it, it's, it's funny, re listening to some of the, the podcasts and stuff, I know I heard somebody uh, mention like government and stimulus checks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. so I think that was your last one or yeah. whatever it might be. But I mean, we're in a society where in 2020 during quarantine, especially in the United States, yeah. there was a ton of people that didn't just sit around focusing on their circumstance that went out and found ways to provide value and earn income for themselves and their family without waiting to sit around for the government to take care of it. So yeah. there's different perspectives when it comes to that mm -hmm. stuff. I am a firm believer and there's really, th there's the, the main rule is you got to learn how to be able to make income on your own without having to rely on a job or something like that in our current society. And most of the Forbes magazine, like a couple of years ago, released an article that the side hustle was like the new retirement, right? If you yeah. don't have a side hustle, you probably don't make enough money to yes. be able to do things like even save for retirement, for yeah. example. Yeah. But, um, and obviously uh, there's a lot that can go into that. We're not, we're going to stay out of the financial. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but with that being said, like literally there's 16 year olds making millions of dollars a year yeah. on YouTube now. Yeah. So how is it that you can't learn to provide value with some of the skill sets and things that you already have and potentially even monetize it for you to get in a better position financially? Um, or just uh, being able to kind of take the gifts and skills that you have and be creative about getting them out to other people. And it's not necessarily all about making the money, but you can do the things with the skills you already have. You don't need to find a new skill mm. to master in order to do that, especially if that new skill doesn't really align. I'll tell you, before I went to school for business, which is a terrible idea, if you're in school for business, quit and go start a business. I, that was the best thing I did is mm. all the things that I learned in class, I actually did them while I was in college. So wow. when I got out, I was, a I was an expert in the business realm for the most part because I w walked through and did all that stuff, not because I read it in a book. So if you're an entrepreneur or want to start a business and you're going to school for entrepreneurship, I'm going to say this, you can listen <laughs> to me, not drop out of school, go start a freaking business. But nice, nice. Uh, but I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. But with that being said, yeah, I really lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Well, okay. We'll, 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 we'll reel it back. We'll, we'll reel, reel it back in. Okay. So, um, so it's funny how, you know, Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, go me, ahead. Go me, ahead. I'll touch on the point because I remember the point. I, I, I was going to say before I switched to business, I was in computer science, right? I was doing coding and stuff like that. Yeah. Honestly, every the I, I, I figured this out from day one in class, but I didn't change it until four years in college. I literally changed majors four years of computer science to change my major because I finally mm -hmm. figured it out. When I got to, to college and I was in computer science, I was the only person in my entire class from day one that never did any coding before I got into the class. Mm. Meaning that I really didn't have an interest in it. They were literally yeah. all experts day yeah. one from freshman in college. Yeah. And yeah. I had to play catch up and none of it made any sense to me. Yeah. And yeah. I would get D's and F's and stuff like that. And it was, and I was just trying and trying and trying to yeah. do something that I wasn't, that was not for me. Yeah. And then I figured it out finally. And I was like, why am I doing this? When I started, I already know my, my goal is business. I started my first business when I was 13 yeah. years old. Like all these, like yeah. I already, why didn't I do that from day one? Number one. Yeah. And number yeah. two, why am I in college in the first place? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm a type of person when I start something, I finish it. That's also a really good habit. So mm -hmm. yes, I, um, I graduated. But honestly, it just got me a bunch of student loan debt and it didn't yeah. really do anything for me. But 
at the end of the day, at least I figured out at that point that I was doing things that just didn't align with where I was supposed to go. Okay. So it's almost a key point is just having to recognize if whatever you're doing in a way even fits you, right? Because correct. so many people have talked about like, oh, hey, you should work on this skill or you should work on this weakness. But like what you said, if if you have something that's already, you're already really good at, why not increase that? Okay. And then, mm-hmm. so it's, it's almost like, let's say if someone's bad at marketing, but they're good at like creating content. I mean, you don't necessarily need to be the best marketing person, just at an acceptable level. Right. And then, correct. okay. Yeah. Or, or have somebody that, you know, or don't know, excuse me, or meet somebody that's great at marketing and you yeah. guys team up and now you have both best of both worlds. You let, right. let them be good at what they're good at you let you be good at what you're good at and you can maximize that. I mean, maximize your value from there. Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you, you know, what you think about this point, if you agree with it or not, but I feel like part of the reason why maybe a lot of people want to develop their, or, you know, get stronger in their weaknesses is I guess maybe most people don't want to be mediocre. So they want to try to be good at everything. Do you, do you feel like that's the case? But that's but that in itself is the problem because oh. you can't be good at everything, oh, right? So, like, there's there's a there's a state uh, uh, a statement that says you can be a jack of all trades, master of none. Oh. I've never met somebody that's not a master at their craft that's successful, mm. right? Masters become successful, yeah. right? Not people that are good at everything. They don't become but, successful. They become yeah. they become mediocre. It's literally the mm. opposite. Oh. You trying to get good at everything is exactly what makes you mediocre. You focusing on being the master of your thing makes the va- makes the value that you bring so much higher because you're a master at it. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So yeah, it's literally the opposite. I used to be the jack of all trades. That's the problem. That was the point. Mm-hmm. I used to know a little bit about everything. Now yeah. I know a lot about two things. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. I've been a lot more successful knowing a lot about two things and leveraging the stuff I don't know for people that are masters at it than trying to learn everything. I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I know a lot about a little bit. That's the point. Right. This is your main, you have like maybe two or maybe three main categories that you focus on. Then the rest, maybe you just kind of do a little sprinkle or fill-ins basically is what well, I did. Here, so here's, here's a, a biblical kind of reference to that. There's okay. a, a parable, parable of the talents, right? So it's basically God giving, um, there, there was just say there's a rich person uh, and he had uh, workers. And he was going far away, going on a trip, right? And he was giving people some, what we call talents, which is, let's say, some money to go and use his workers to use and get some type of benefit from it. So there was a five-talent person that he gave an extra five, he gave five, somebody who gave five talents to. There was a three-talent person that he gave three talents to. And there was a one-talent person he gave one talent to. Mm. So the five person went and they went and invested the money. They made some savvy business decisions and their five doubled. The same thing, the three person did the same thing, the three doubled. The one person went and buried his talent in the sand. And when the owner came back, he dug it up and handed it to him and said, hey, I kept it safe. But he said that one person squandered his talents because he didn't actually do anything to provide type of value. Basically, what I'm saying mm-hmm. to saying is that some people have three to four to five different things that they're really, really good at and they can master and be okay. But that's what God gave them the ability to do so. There's other people that are more three talent people that he only gave one or two to three different things that they can be successful master at. And there's another person that he just gave one. But if you don't just master the one, you're not going to really get anywhere Mm. in life. Right. So even mastering the one. 
I'm more of a two to three guy. I used to think I was a five to six guy. That's not the reality situation. I'm a two to three guy. I have two to three things that I know I'm really, really gifted at. I focus on those things and I maximize them. And that's where, that's where, that's why I've gotten to where I've gotten today. So that's the ultimate point. So yes, some people have more, some people have less. You don't need to worry about all that stuff. What you have is enough for what you're supposed to do, period. Well, I think most people probably have maybe three or or so right i mean this is i wouldn't say it's impossible but it's literally like on a different level if you have like even like six or even more right because that's like genius yeah. level you know but but there are geniuses out there yeah they, they do have them so do. so yeah no the overwhelming majority yes 100 percent. i'm a firm believer and there's some people that literally they got this one thing and they they can get really good at that one thing um and be amazing when yeah. it comes down to life but yeah. I mean, all that stuff, it doesn't really matter yeah. as much as you actually focusing on mattering, uh, yeah. mastering it rather than focusing on. And that's another thing, focusing on what other people have versus what you have. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're you, they're them. You stay yeah. in your lane, they stay in theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll be all the better for it. No, that's no, that's a no, that's a great way to, to put it. And and and, you know, actually getting back to the previous point is funny because I, I think I listened to this one episode. It was it was a, um, a Tim Ferriss episode. Um, if you know mm-hmm. who Ferris is, I do. Yeah, uh, I think he mentioned either him or the guest mentioned that, like, I think um, scientific, maybe even scientifically, that our our minds, our brains can't really even focus on that many stuff at the same time to begin with. So it's almost like you want to pare it down to like maybe like what you said, two or three main yep. main things, right? And and so yeah, they talk about that a lot. You know, if you're setting your goals, you know if you set like six or seven different goals like a day, then this is almost your brain just doesn't have the capacity to do that anyways. Correct. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I, I definitely don't, I could focus on for the most part, one thing at a time. That's why I have a schedule so yeah. I can focus on those types of things. And yeah. then you're going to maximize your productivity from it. Yeah. So there was a podcast um, called the NFCEO podcast with a gentleman named Andy Frisella Mm-hmm. That goes over what's called the power list, meaning mm-hmm. you have a list of two to three things that you do every single day. Um, and you literally just focus on those things and it compounds over time to get you successful. Another book, and this is me with the personal development, another book oh, called great. Slight Edge or The Compound great. Effect, two different books, Slight Edge, Compound Effect. Okay. They both talk about the same thing. You focusing on something small and doing that and changing and bettering it like 1% every single day in the next year, you're, you upped it 365%. So mm-hmm. instead of trying to do everything, you can focus on getting better. That's the exponential growth in your personal self. And I mean, that works in a financial industry too, obviously when it comes down to interest, but um, in your personal life, you growing, being a better and bigger person, that's how you do it. It's a little bit every single day on some specific things instead of trying to do everything at once. Right, right. No, no, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, it's more like you really have to be patient and look, at the long run game, you know, I mean, that's enjoy the process. Exactly. Like I said, that's the point. It's a process. Like growth is a process. It is not a microwave does not happen overnight. Typically the results that you're doing from the work that you're doing today will not come for another 60, 90 days, six months, a year, two years, five years. Most people underestimate, I mean, overestimate what they can do in one to three years and underestimate what they can do in five to 10. So that's the point. It's the five to 10 that changes everything. Yeah. 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 And it's funny too, because, um, 
so we have a problem with this in the society where they always highlight the, success, the overnight success stories, but people don't realize the background is that maybe that person has done this kind of work for like 10 plus years before they even right. got there. But then the only reason why it seems like it's overnight is because they, they only highlight that. It's almost, it's like yep. Instagram, you know, you highlight the good and then, you know. Yep. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Most people's Instagrams, a hundred percent like nonsense. It's just highlighting <laughs> the best parts about their life and not anything else. If, if everybody put on Instagram, what their actual life was like, nobody would follow them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's, that's, that's everybody. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah. Like you don't know what that person had to go through to be the person they are today to get to where they want to go yeah. for that success to kind of grow and happen. Yes. Success is supposed to be exponential, meaning it doubles really small in the beginning yeah. and doubles a lot faster later on. That's just kind of how it's designed. And that's why people like Jeff Bezos, how we mentioned before, yeah. can get so wealthy, um, in that specific time period because all the work they did before, um, but at the same time, like, that's what people forget okay. or not even forget. They just don't know. Like, you don't know that that's actually what success is, look, is supposed to look like traditionally because you haven't really talked to somebody yeah. successful. I, I've had the benefit of talking to a lot of successful people and they all literally say the exact same thing. And it's yeah. a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. And if you don't have the ability to talk to them, you can talk to them and, and listen and learn from them through books. So that's the point. Um, that's why, you know, I'm mentioning books like thinking grow, Rich with Napoleon yeah. Hill and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Those are all different elements, slight edge compound effect, like all, all different resources that people have that they can get and be the person that they want to be, or have been designed or desire to be, or whatever yeah. it might be as far as living and walking out their purpose. Oh, that's great. And, you know, and that's, and I do have one final question because this is to wrap it up. So that was, a, that was actually a really good ending there too. So the final question is, you know, we're in 2021. We all made it through 2020, which is great. Um, so what, what kind of, uh, what some, some of the major impacts that you want to make in 2021? Well, uh, yeah. So number one, it, you said made it through 2020. Uh, the best part about having a certain perspective is 2020 was literally the best year of my entire oh, life. Oh, nice. No matter what was going on in business and family life, literally everything. Right. Um, but so for me, that's going to continue in 2021. My ultimate goal is 2021 is to kind of do some of the things I'm already doing, help as many people yeah. as possible, yeah. get in a better position. And I appreciate you for, you know, inviting me because these are ways to do that. Like, yeah. well, whatever I say, people can take it, people cannot take it. That yeah. doesn't necessarily matter to me. That's up to them to be yeah. able to, you know, yeah. impart yeah. and, and act on. Yeah. Uh, the whole point is being able to help as many or be in a position to help as many people as possible get to their ultimate goals um, and, and kind of achieve their purpose. I'd like for our boss program at our church to start back up again. Quarantine would have to kind of lift and everything for that to happen. Whether it happens or not, that's not up to me. So I can't necessarily control that. So I'm just going to focus on imparting and helping yeah. people in the ways that I can. So ultimately, that's my goal is just to be the best version of myself I can be and help other people do the same in 2021 and beyond. Great. Well, there you have it, folks. That's a great way to end, end things. And um, uh, just the same as before, I will post all the notable information that we've mentioned um, in the description for people to research. Uh, you know, Elson's boss program and all the different books that he's recommended, all the, all the good stuff. So, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wrap it up here and uh, please stay tuned 
we'll, we'll have more episodes coming on every week, basically. So stay tuned and thank you, Elson, for coming on. And uh, yeah, and we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk soon again and uh, go from there. 100%. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Okay, great. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>